Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean, here along with Les Bone. Howdy. And Paul Domowitz. Howdy. And we are from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Please read all our stuff at inquirer.com and subscribe right there on the uh, Early Bird Early Bird's newsletter. You can read uh, additional uh, stuff that we have to say about the Eagles, and you can get all the links to all of our stories. Okay, guys, the uh, Eagles won another game against the woeful New York yes. Jets, 31-6 to on Sunday. But now they have a stretch of games here that will ultimately decide the season, probably. Um, six games against teams currently with winning records. First game is at Minnesota. Uh, the Vikings are 3-2. and two. They had a, a pretty impressive win over, mm-hmm. albeit not a great New York Giants team. But, um, you know, the Eagles are going to have to be able to throw against this defense, um, which is typically one of the better ones under Mike Zimmer. But... The last two weeks, it's been a little more balanced. Uh, in Green Bay, certainly they won behind the strength of their, their running game, and, and rightfully so, they had a lot of success. But they didn't have much success on the ground against the Jets, which have a pretty good front. But you would think against those cornerbacks and that pass rush, they would have had a field day, quite frankly, against that pass defense, and they have yet to have one. Number one glaring uh, piece right now in offense is Deshaun Jackson. Do you guys feel like that is having a significant? I mean, this is I don't know if this is a dog question or not, but do you think it's having a significant effect on the offense? I look at that Jets game and split their run game production into two different people categories <laughs> slash people. I mean, Miles Sanders tried to get outside. They they weren't going to give you outside. I mean. M- Jordan Howard pounded it in between the tackles. It worked out well. He had a, a very good average. I think he had three or four double-digit yard runs. I mean, it was very effective with him, which is why Doug's telling us that he's going to be the essentially, you know, the 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 first and second down back going forward. So I was, little, I mean, I was a little surprised that Doug said that because I think he knows as well as anybody. A lot of it's going to be dictated upon what what runs they call, how you know who's got the hot hand, which he did. He did qualify by saying that. Um, but also with Darren Sproles now injured with a quadricep mm-hmm. strain that's going to be week to week, yeah. it's going to be a two-back. Right. I think you're going to see maybe a little Corey Clement, but not much. Not much. Yeah. He hasn't and had I, a carry and, and, this year. Right. So, well, and I think he was also kind of looking at the numbers and saying, mm-hmm. okay, it has been trending more towards right. towards you've been seeing these last few games that I think Howard's had maybe two or three more carries than right. Sanders. Do you think he should have more or less? You know, I – Maybe. Uh, certainly Sanders looks better in the passing game than he does in the running game right now. It, but I just I think Howard's getting enough work. I don't think the fact that – I don't think that has any impact on, on them, you know, offensively. Uh, from this last game, what, he got 13 carries, something like that. Yeah. You know, I, that's enough. Uh, if it's 15, that's fine. If it's 17, mm-hmm. that's fine. But – I don't want to see Jordan Howard diving into the line 25 times a game. I don't think that's what offense is about, and I don't think he's that good. You know, He gets the yards that are there uh, to be gotten behind yeah. a pretty solid offensive line, but I, I don't see that as any great magical uh, you know, solution to their offense. What we were talking about initially with Deshaun Jackson, yeah. I'm amazed. I'm not amazed, but I'm surprised that Deshaun's absence has limited this offense as much as it has. I think we all thought, you know, they went into the season with this, Deshaun's going to be able to take people with him and and it'll open up things underneath, and this guy will be open and that guy will be open. Obviously, you've lost that, 
But I really thought there was talent there with Aguilar, with uh, the rookie, J.J. Arthiga Whiteside, uh, with Mac Collins being healthy, uh, with the two tight ends. We st you still don't really throw to Dallas Goddard hardly at all, ever. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, of course. Alshon Jeffrey, whom I think is still limited with that calf problem. Uh, it's just not coming together. Uh, I don't know what the real problem is. It, speed looks like one problem that they have uh, with their weapons, but uh, I'm very unimpressed with the way the offense looks without Deshaun Jackson, and I don't, uh, and I don't think running the ball a whole bunch is really going to change that uh, materially. I mean, the speed factor. I mean, these are the same people that have had no trouble the last two years. Uh, I mean, so I last year. Uh, well, I mean, but go back to 17. I mean, they can throw deep when they want to. I mean, I think part of it is the fact that they want to play 12, uh, especially with Deshaun out. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then you mentioned Alshon's calf. I mean, clearly, he's averaging nine yards a catch. That's not Alshon Jeffrey. Right. Uh, that, so, I mean, I think that's a bi that injury is, is, is holding him back, and as a result, probably is holding that passing game back. Uh, I, I mean, I think, look, we saw in the Atlanta game and the Lions game that they were going to run the offense pretty much as if they had Deshaun in there. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Goddard was hurt, so that was one of the reasons why they did that. Um, but I think what we saw was the personnel just couldn't rise to the occasion. And I lo I'm looking specifically at number 13. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got talent. He's fast. Um, but sort I think of. asked to be play more on the outside, and has to be more of a one or two receiver. He just does not rise to the occasion. Um, he doesn't track the ball yeah. well on he's, the outside. He's terribly inconsistent. He'll do one great thing one moment. The next moment, he's fumbling. Or he's, Even yeah. his lone catch on Sunday, he fumbles the ball. Someone comes Fortunately, up from behind him. Fortunately, he's out of bounds. Fortunately, he's out of bounds. Yeah, it's just like, could have been in the middle of the field just right. as easily. And, and look, I like Nelson. I think Nelson has done a lot to work towards being a competent, very good in many cases, slot receiver in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But on the outside, he, he's just not good enough. Yeah. He can't fill that role, and he's just not. Some guys have and some guys don't. He does not have that moxie, I think, to be that guy. And then on top of that, Matt Collins is not the same guy he was pre-groin injuries, two surgeries that he had on the groin. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's something to do with why he's not playing well. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that he'd rather play special teams, apparently. Yeah. Um, and J.J. Arcega, uh, Arcega, excuse me, Whiteside, is a rookie. That's one thing. And two, I don't know how good he is either. Right. Uh, he's yeah. been a little bit of a disappointment. I, he's a, look, when you're a second-round pick, you got to do better yeah. than he has done. Yeah. So I think personnel has been an issue. Now, you said that they got it done those previous years. That, that's, that may be true, but I think one thing was that they were, they were winning differently then. They were getting ahead early, and, right. then, mm -hmm. and then they had a better, they had a better run game um, than yeah. they do now. Yeah. And so it's just kind of thrown everything a little bit out of whack in terms of the personnel. Um, Deshaun, I mean, when, when do we expect him back? It, it sounds like he's almost definitely out for something. Yeah, I think he is, and I think it could be a couple more weeks. I think it could be yeah. to the bye. You know, I, uh, I think so. We don't really know what's going on. Uh, Doug Peterson sort of denied it was a sports hernia hmm. Monday. Um, I, it's uh, obviously something fairly significant. He's been out since week two, and he's not ready to practice yet even. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how much you can really count on him uh, going forward. It's uh, It's quite a... 
It's the same situation they got themselves into last year, really, with Mike Wallace. What do you, what do you think made of how Carson's played without Deshaun and with kind of these issues on the offensive side of the ball? Dama? Well, I mean, I, I like the fact that he's not turned the ball over. Yeah. Uh, that's first and foremost, uh, which is all the more important right now with, you know, with this offense lacking some explosion. Um, so, uh, you know, but, but some of the numbers, you know, he's, he's not throwing the ball deep very well with or with. I mean, he was with Deshaun for the one game. Since then, he's like three for 15, I think. I haven't charted Should this past week. Nelson Angler just drops that catch yeah. that pass. If yeah. TJ Arcega catches yeah. that pass against the Lions. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Um, but no, no, I mean, but I mean, Carson hasn't been great throwing the ball deep. Yeah, and, but you know the, the the completion percentage, yards for attempt, and again you could throw in the drops for uh, reasons for that. Uh, but I, you know, I, I don't understand some things about what they're doing. I, I love the fact that they're playing twelve, but why aren't they sending these? Why aren't they using their tight ends down the seam? Why aren't they using them more as deep as deep uh, ball guys? Uh, you know, all we're seeing is, I mean, if I see. You know, Zacherts catch another eight-yard pass when a guy's on his back and he goes right down. I mean, because he's got nowhere to run. I mean, uh, you know, those are getting old. Uh, you know, they, they need to be a little bit more creative, in my mind, with their passing game. Yeah, I would say that's definitely true. And I would also say that one factor Sunday to me was if you're playing against cover two and you have a really great safety on the other team, as they did uh, with Jamal Adams uh, uh, in that game. Y- you need to be really precise and painstaking. You can't mm-hmm. take a whole bunch of penalties. You can't be in second and 17, third and 12 all the time. Right. And it seemed like they were. You know, it just the full, whole second quarter was just a morass of way behind the chains play from this offense. Yeah. And they clearly aren't set up to – I don't think anybody is, yeah. but yeah. they especially aren't set up to play that way. I will give them credit, and, and I think we're going to continue to see more of it. You know, we've, we've talked about the running backs, and clearly Miles is, is starting to be used more as a receiver. Uh, you know, he's got three big – three of their, their, their biggest catches. That yeah. wheel route he's run. At, you know, at some point defenses are going to say, you know, we got to watch out for that. <laughs> but still, I mean, I think he's going to be very valuable going forward as a receiver in this offense. You know, credit to uh, Doug Peters and Mike Rowe for, for game, yeah. game planning. Uh, Miles did a smash-up against yeah. – that situation was a defensive tackle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was ugly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with, at least my impression of Carson is I think he's playing well. We're, we're seeing the wild plays we saw two years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that how he evaded that – uh, was it Quinn and Williams or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. Who basically had him in the grass yeah. and then just popped up and, and laced a 21-yard pass yeah. to Zach Ertz. I mean, a few quarterbacks in the NFL can do that. Less, as you mentioned in the lead to your story, the best play of the game might have been when Carson chased that torpedoed snap from Jason Kelsey, yeah. managed to pick it up, turned around, saw Mac, Hel- uh, Mac Hollins within his uh, peripheral vision and threw it right at his feet to kind of just have a, yeah. you know, a, a mm-hmm. incomplete pass rather than a 20-yard loss. So, I mean, there's still Carson still doing great things. Yeah. I, I just feel like he's kind of um, not benefiting. Uh, I think he's being kind of held back a little bit by the receivers. Yeah. yeah he's, not as, he's not as smooth with these guys yeah. as you'd like him to be. I don't know if it's them, if it's him. You know, the, the whole Alshon thing I think we've talked about before. In that Green Bay game, when they were trying to run down the clock, I don't know if you remember, the last – 
pass that he made was it, he threw it a rat. No, it, it was it, uh, an out pattern to Jeffrey, and he just missed him. He missed him by oh, several right, yards. Right, you right, know. right, right. And if he hit him, it would have been a first down, and they might have just run the clock out rather than having Green Bay come back and almost beat them. My thing with Carson and Alshon, and I've kind of written a lot about this, is that look, Alshon isn't a fast guy. We know that. Yeah. But he can catch the ball downfield. But the way he has to catch the ball is everyone says he's open even when he isn't open. Jump right. balls, 50-50 mm-hmm. balls. And Carson, or you know, back shoulder balls. And Carson, I don't know, for whatever it is, sometimes seems reluctant to throw them or they don't have chemistry. So again, they, they tried it against Green Bay. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, Mark Carson was mic'd up during the game, and he threw that pass, and, and they, they um, at least on pro football focus, they charged uh, Alshon with a drop because he mm-hmm. came back to the ball and was kind of in his mm-hmm. hands. But Carson went to him afterwards. He's like, nah, he's like, I should have thrown I should have thrown you. Uh, we shouldn't have done back shoulder. I should have had, you would have had him on, on an out or something. Like that. I think he gave him a pre-snap, kind of, hey, let's do, a, let's do a back shoulder here. And that's why the defender was there to, to break it up. But and we saw with Nick, though, like just coming, you know, Nick, when he's had his best games with Alshon, it was like he would just throw it into, right. like, I mean, a, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so many passes where he just, like, let's Alshon do his thing. Maybe because Alshon's hurt right now, we're not seeing yeah. that. Yeah. I think that's a factor, but I also think Nick throws a really soft ball, and I think it's more interceptable than Carson's ball yeah. is. But it's also, for a guy like Alshon, who has to go up and time his jump and all that stuff, I think it's a lot easier to catch it. And I think um, that's maybe why you didn't see Aguilar dropping as many when, uh, when uh, Nick was the quarterback. I think Nick also might be a little more willing than Carson to throw balls up for grabs. Yeah. Um, I mean, Carson feels has enough confidence in his arm that, that he can you know he can throw a guy open or whatever. I mean, he doesn't like to rely on as much as Nick on, on the guy making the play. But, you know, I, I was watching one of the – when I rewatched the game, I was watching that drop that Sproles had, which was a bad drop. But watching it again, it comes in high and hard over his head, and he's reaching up, mm. and, you know, maybe it didn't need to be there. You know, yeah. it could have been – Sproles was wide open. He could have just lobbed it to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes they come a little hot, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they come a little hot. The Sproles has dropped his hair passes over Oh, he has, and that was yeah. a drop. And that, but I'm that just saying. Game, remember yeah. that, he, that push-off he had, which was unnecessary. Carson threw like a beautiful pass to him yes. on the kind of a back yes. shoulder. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and listeners at home, just because we're mentioning some of the good things that Nick does versus Carson, doesn't mean that we right. think that Nick should be yep. quarterback. No, no not at all. <laughs> um, but it, it certainly, you know, you know, it can be one, two things can both be true. Right. Um, let's switch to the defensive side of the ball, maybe kind of spin this towards the towards the uh, Vikings game, because I think that, Dominic, I think at some point you're going to be writing about this, that may be where this game is won and lost, is how the Eagles, which has have the, is the number one run defense in the NFL right yes, now? Yes, they do. Yeah. It's how they go up against. Is it the number one run offense? Number in the one. NFL? Uh, I thought number three. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. But Dalvin Cook is the second is second in rushing to to uh, Christian McCaffrey. They've also got a rookie that said, uh, you know, you, you're starting to hear people talk about uh, uh, the kid from Boise State who's been very productive uh, in in limited carries. So yeah, it's going to be a. I mean, this game is going to tell you a lot about the Eagles' run defense. I mean, they have they face teams that, you know, even Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is one of the greatest running backs in the league, but. He doesn't, have he, he doesn't have anybody around him. He doesn't no. have. He doesn't have. You know, the cast there is. So this week will tell us a lot about about this uh, 
this right. defense. And the Vikings O line used to be kind of, um, I wouldn't say the laughing stock of the NFL. Yeah. Certainly one of the lesser units. And now they, they, they've invested some yeah. money in draft picks into that group. And, and Cook, who's just, yeah. man, when that guy gets to the second level, forget yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. So who's going to be important then? Uh, I mean, is obviously, I mean, they're all going to be important. Uh, run, run defense relies on all eleven players to rally to the ball, especially on the, in this defense. Brandon Graham has really been the guy that I've seen the most yeah. tackles for loss and things like that. But obviously Fletcher, and you know whoever is rounding up next to Fletcher can't get bulldozed. Yeah. It's not going to be a superstar guy. Maybe know. this is also the game where we see the Eagles' lack of strength at linebacker come back to, yeah. to hurt them. Yeah, because, I see. I mean, those linebackers got to clean up. You know, see the, how Brown and Bradham do it because they they can both stop. Yeah, the yeah. run. The, I think the danger here might be in loading up to stop the run. And the play action, And yeah. getting beat by, yeah. you know, Kirk Cousins <laughs> has had a lot of really – he's had four 300-yard games against the Eagles. He's beaten yeah. the Eagles five times in his career, including last season with the Vikings. You know, he's perfectly capable of, if the run is only having middling success, getting the ball out to a receiver, and, and they've that's got, where the Eagles are really in trouble yeah. with their quarterback situation. And they've got two very, very good receivers in, in, in Thielen and, uh, yeah. and Stephon Diggs. I mean, so that's, you know, that's, what, that's the fear here, that you're, you know, you're going to be so – you're going to have to commit so much to that run – stopping that run game, and he's just going to run a play action, and suddenly uh, Diggs or uh, Adam Thielen is going to be wide open down the field right. against these cornerbacks. So if they stop the run – you forced Kirk Cousins to have to take maybe three seconds yeah. to throw. Oh, absolutely. Cousins, I just don't. I'm not a big Cousins guy. Right. Uh, he's a check down Charlie in many situations. Uh, and a lot of those great games he had against the Eagles were against really bad uh, Chip Kelly era yeah. Bill Davis, Davis defenses. Eagles defenses. It's right. it's always about, and this game's going to be no different. Third down, they got to keep yeah. they got to keep keep out of third and short because if if Minnesota gets a lot of those. You know, it's it's obviously going to benefit the Vikings because then the Eagles aren't going to know what to do, whether to defend the pass or the, or, or the run. If they can get Cousins in third and six or, or longer, you got them right where you want them, just but like you. The, you th- here's the thing, though. They, the run defense has been great all year, and they have been forcing them into third and long. Yeah. Like that. And well, until this last game, they weren't really getting – I thought the pressure was pretty good. And, look, I understand about sacks being overrated if you are getting pressure – but they mm-hmm. weren't getting they weren't getting enough pressure where it offset what they lacked in getting in yeah. sacks. And do we think? My question to you guys then is: Do we think like this ten sec effort is just the um, end result of of what they had done in the first four games and was something that's bound to happen, or is it just they benefited from not a very good offensive line and quite yeah. frankly maybe the worst NFL quarterback? Well, here's um, a question to what that. It looks like to me, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Dom. I mean, a, a question along the same lines. I mean, they blitzed. Jim Schwartz blitzed 16 times on 36 pass plays yeah. Sunday. Because he had and a quarterback who couldn't. I know. I know that. It. Now, but has has a part of him said this is what we have to do? Or is he? are we going to see on, on Sunday him go back to the four-man rush and count on that to get, to, well, get the pressure? Well, he had been blitzing a little more this year than last year. Not a lot. Very little. But much. A little more. Yeah. I don't know what Cousins' blitz numbers are, but I really think it was just like in the Jim Johnson days when the blitz worked against crappy quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, have, they haven't blitzed. Look, looking back when he was with Washington, uh, they didn't blitz him a lot. Uh, because he has a little bit of mobility, can extend the play. So, you know, and he's smart enough to – he's been around long enough to know how to deal with blitzes. So, Les, you thought the 
the 10 sacks probably were I, I didn't make a lot amplified out of it, to yeah. the truth. I was glad to see them get them because, you know, the, it become it becomes such a, a shock-worn topic. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I don't think uh, it means a whole lot going forward. I don't think – I didn't see anything. Maybe Fletcher Cox was more active than he has been. But – the Jets were just overmatched, and the quarterback in particular, a lot of those weren't like one-two bang sacks. I mean, a lot of them were coverage coverage mm-hmm. sacks, and your Orlando Scandrick at 32 years old running up to the guy, taking the <laughs> ball away from him and running off. I mean, you're just not going to see that again. If, if Orlando does that again this week, I'll be impressed. I thought was, what was most significant about those sacks was that they decided to, to have Brandon Graham rush from inside. Yes, all three of Brandon's sacks came that came, way. Yeah. Came as a defensive tackle, and we hadn't seen this in the first four games. And because, as Jim had told us in the offseason, they wanted him to rush more from their edge. This is why they brought Malik Jackson mm-hmm. in. And they even went so far as Domo, as you pointed out, to put Josh Sweat in there instead yeah. of Brandon Graham. And Jim probably said, you know what, we got to go with Brandon Graham right. on third down. And, you know, I asked Jim about the day. He was like, well, that was only on third down. Well, yeah, that's only when you – do rush him inside. Exactly. It's always been yeah. the, 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 way the, the whole idea is right. put, move him inside and yeah. separate your sub package. hadn't done it to this point, and yeah. because we all know Brandon can do it, and, yeah. and he didn't do it as much last year because they had Michael Bennett who could do it. But get him inside. He's yeah. Brandon is a better rusher inside than he is outside. He, he's not. He's not a superior elite edge rusher. He's great at stopping on you know setting the edge against the run on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside, he kills guards, especially one on one. So let's see more of that. He's a physical, uh, really high energy, high intensity guy, and yeah, he can he can really work his way past a guard much more yeah. easily than he can in elite. But, but you know who we're going to see a lot of this week, more so than we have all season. Hassan Ridgeway and Akeem Spence because of the because of the run. I mean, they're averaging thirty carries a game. So those two guys, I mean, what they do best, you know. The, uh, arguably, what they only do is stop the run. Hey, so. I, this, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, he's better than uh, well, Akeem, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Better yeah. <laughs> so did Deshaun Hall. Yeah, right. He had, he split two tight ends <laughs> and got a sack, which is pretty impressive. I thought. Yeah. Um, Jim doesn't give credit for <laughs> no. sacks when you uh, when you beat a tight end, but how will you beat two tight ends? Does that count? As I think one, it should count. Does that count as one, one tackle? He says. Sacks don't count at all. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. I'm not about statistics, but hey, here's a statistic. This past week, uh, someone tweeted out that uh, yeah. guys, you know, hilarious. Jim cracks me up. But we should talk about the cornerback situation. So it sounds like Sidney Jones is probably going to return. I don't know how much that benefits the defense or not because you're worried about whether he's going to get hurt again. Yes, uh, a completely healthy Sidney Jones would benefit the defense tremendously, I think, because I think he's yeah. a pretty good player. I think he's up and down. But you know he's a good, he's a talented corner. Uh, I, I do not want to see you know uh, Rasul on one side, Craig James on the other, and Lando in the slot for sixty snaps this week. I don't think that works against this team. Uh, so I, but if Sydney's out there on one leg, I mean he was terrible in that Dallas situation mm-hmm. last year. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a big appetite for that at all. Uh, that's a big. That's one of the biggest variables going into this game. Absolutely. Whether he's really going to be okay out there or not, 
uh, you know, that gives them four guys that they can kind of rotate around, and you know, it really changes the whole picture of the matchup to me. But I just don't have any idea yet. Well, because you, they have, Donald mentioned. I mean, you have two good receivers, and yeah. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. And even if you wanted to kind of have Russell follow one of them, which is something Jim has done before but doesn't do very often, you can't do that with two good receivers. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Both of them could get, catch the ball down the field. Yeah. Thielen runs remarkable routes. Yes. Great yeah. hands. And Diggs yeah. can take the top off yeah. any yeah. defense. Let me ask you guys a quick question. Uh, Mills uh, theoretically can come back in after Next the week. Cowboy game. Yeah. Um, if he is healthy and can return quickly. No, I believe he can come back this this next week. After the Vikings game. Yeah. Okay, yes, you're right. This is the sixth game. Right. How will that impact uh, their interest in, in making a trade for oh, a cornerback? Okay. I, I think he meant whether he, Jim would put him back out there. I think if he's healthy, Jim absolutely Yeah, oh, yeah. He loves him, number one. Right. And also because there really isn't anybody else right now. In terms of the trade, um, no, and I think that's maybe why we've seen Howie to be a little, I guess, reluctant to make a deal. I don't know how reluctant. Yeah. Um, Jalen Mills, Jalen Ramsey, I don't, I, you know, I just never Yeah, that's not going to happen. happen. When, when you say you're asking for five first-round picks, yeah. that means you're not trading them. Right. Um, I guess a lot of it also depends upon Ronald Darby. Yeah. Um, and then and only they know the Ronald answer to LeBlanc's going to be back at some point. How long is Avante Maddox out yeah. for? I mean, yeah. Avante, uh, this is Tuesday as we're talking. I saw Avante wearing his neck brace today. That doesn't look good to me. No. I mean, we're ways past the accident right now that, that on the field in Green Bay, and I the optics aren't, aren't good. good. Right, mm. <laughs> they really aren't. Uh, so I, with Jalen, he's he's missed a year. How do you? What are you going right. to do? Right, right. <laughs> is he going to throw him out there against uh, Mari Cooper or something? Is he I don't think player? I wouldn't. Uh, that's the whole problem. They've got guys that may be getting ready to get healthy, but how how big is the chance of re-injury here with most of these guys? With, are with Sydney, with back. yeah, when, with Ron, Darby. We don't even know what Jalen's foot injury is. I know. He's Plus, Cravon and, and so Cravon. He may not even have a foot anymore. Right. <laughs> Two weeks later, theoretically, Cravon is eligible, but Cravon yeah. got hurt the first day of training camp. That was. Yeah. An yeah. eon ago. So I, I think what we're saying is maybe they should still trade for a quarterback. Yes, yes, I absolutely <laughs> Along, agree. Along with a defensive lineman. Yes. Or a, a, and a wide receiver. Well, a wide receiver <laughs> seems to be the grow. The, uh, you know, there's like a I seriously think they are, I think we way overestimated their talent yeah. going into this season. I think to really be as good as the top teams contending for the Super Bowl right now, they need all three of those things. Some, mm-hmm. I don't, they can't get them, but they right. need all three of them. Well, I mean, in, in, in their defense, defensive tackle, you lose Malik and sure. Tim. Yeah. You, you got screwed Oh, there. I understand. And the receiver, you lose Deshaun. I think what the receiver thing is, like, they don't have a bona fide stud. And when you have those three guys... Alshon, Nelson, and Deshaun, that works well. They mm-hmm. complement each other. You, you should get enough space and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the golf thing, you take one of them out of that. And it doesn't and, work. And, and the, probably the key one, and it's just kind of like a house of cards. I think they also overestimated how quickly uh, Ortega-Whiteside would make a contribution yeah. here. Um so that's that's kind of hurt them. Yeah, and that being said, they still have one of the better offenses in the NFL. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I just think I don't think we thought they'd be a top three unit. Right. Maybe they're going to get there. There's still plenty of time here. They still um, have a v- one of the best lines in yeah. the league, and as long as you got that, yeah. 
Uh, and as long as you got Wentz behind them, you, you, you've got the makings of something yes. that can win any Sunday they play. Right. They're going to be in this thing throughout yeah. the entire season. They just need to get through this stretch here. Yeah. The, the three road games, I think, even if they go one and two, they're four and four at, at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. That's, not a, that's not a deal breaker. And then you have those three games against the Bears, the Seahawks, and the Patriots, all three of them at home. Even if you go yeah. one and two there. Yeah. The yeah. final stretch is the Dolphins is a win. Right, you, you, just, you have to beat two the against the Giants. You get the yeah. Redskins. I mean, right. you, you know they'll be yeah. in this. And the Cowboys losing their last two. Games. The only thing is, you're 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 kind of. You know, they went into this season thinking home field advantage. Yeah, you're in uh, trouble for that. You know, now they're yeah, you know, that happens. Then they're back to thinking, okay, we get in as a wild card or maybe win the division with a ten and six record, and play on the road. Yeah. So. Well, I was looking today at uh, at uh, the Packers uh, schedule. The Packers have only obviously lost once right. to the Eagles. Packers don't have more than two more losses on their schedule. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is going to be everyone in their division has a winning record, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think they're better than mm. the, All right, the Bears. Real quick, we're running a little long here, but let me throw this out to you guys then. Who's the best team in the NFC? Let's say now, and then who do you think will end up being? What's that? New Orleans. Yeah, I still feel like New Orleans is going to be there at the end. Boy, I'm thinking. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Seattle. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Up that's and down a little bit. yeah. Everybody is though. That's why these guys are what they're benefiting from. Nobody's going to run away and hide. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't. Put, I don't think anybody believes San Francisco is going to continue this. Maybe they are, know. but I, uh, I, I hadn't seen them before last night. Yeah. I was taken aback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so was uh, Cleveland. That defense. <laughs> uh, holy moly! That defense. The speed they have. Yeah. Uh, the Browns' offensive line is terrible. But. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo doesn't really excite me, but San Francisco's a different yeah. type of team than we've seen. Kyle Shanahan is an outstanding coach. Yeah. Uh, and and you know John Lynch's list. I mean Kyle Shanahan's running that thing. That he's 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 piloting that ship. So and he's doing a good job. Yep. Well, there's a lot of teams that are you know candidates. Obviously, you can't count the Rams. You can't count the Cowboys. Yeah. You can't count right. Uh, you know, even Chicago when they get your biscuit back, yeah. you know, they have a good enough defense. I think the NFC is a lot stronger than it was two years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Or at least more balanced to the yeah. point where you can't really figure out who's going to run away with it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that, that'll wrap it up here for the Birds Eye View podcast. We'll we'll get back to you guys in a couple of days to kind of look a little more closely at the, at the Vikings game and anything else that pops up this week. Um, they still have some sort of a few injury things that remain unsettled, and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll have a little more clarity in that regard. So for Les Bell and Paul Domowicz, I'm, I'm Jeff McLean. We're from the Philadelphia Inquirer, and that's the Birds of Podcast. Take care.